Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. But that is so mind-blowing. That is just... I mean, it's, you know, we've all heard these facts and these statistics and you've heard a story or seen a news report or something, you know, know the facts of what you're talking about, but it hits home in a different way to hear your story and to hear it personalized like that, you know? I'm walking proof. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God you're still walking, you know, that's, man. Let's get on to the next level. Yeah, we got a bunch of people here. Really appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, we've got eight messages stacked up. Let's knock them down. Hello, thank you, Bliss, for asking that question because those were the things that I was um, thinking as well. Um, I'm not trying to you know, downplay your situation. And I'm very, very sorry that you had to go through that. And I also know... Um, people that have had COVID and um, it kind of hit them pretty hard. Um, But they also had um, health conditions prior to getting COVID. So they kind of had a play in it. Um, That's all. I'm just, I'm not trying to downplay your situation or anything. I just also want to know like what your prior health conditions were. Um, I also, I did um, get COVID and um, it, was, oh. I, it wasn't as serious as yours. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying <clears throat> that I'm not empathetic of your situation because I really am, and I, I hate that it did that to you. Thank you so that was much. A sweet message. I think she and probably t- left that before you your last statement because you kind yeah, of answered yeah. what she was saying. And just to put it out there, guys, don't don't. I mean. Don't feel bad asking no questions. I, I am very open, very willing to answer any questions. You got a question, ask, and I'll answer. That's awesome. Got to appreciate that. Got to appreciate that. You want to hit that next bubble? Sure. And also, um, what was your diet like? Like, what's your diet like? And do you take any type of extra, like, vitamins, um, you know, immune system supplements, Um are you a big uh, fruit person? Do you eat a lot of vegetables? Do you drink a lot of water? Um, I just want to see, you know, the <laughs> inquiring minds need to know how COVID affects a person or not as well. So yeah, just to kind of reflect back on that, I eat a lot of whole grains. I have a very well, you know, balanced diet. Uh, each uh, at some point during my day, you know, I have a little bit of meat. Uh, all of my all of my meals include, you know, whole grains, veggies, and fruits. And then usually at the end of the day, I have, you know, you know, chicken or, or sometimes beef on occasion, you know, as for my, for like my dinner. Um, but, you know, very healthy uh, foods overall. I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, fast food or processed foods. I'm very into like the produce aisle, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. stuff that I can something I can cook on my own I, I use olive oil lightly when you know all my food I make it fresh 
um, other than the, the granola and, uh, and almond milk for breakfast that I, I, I normally have because I'm lactose intolerant. Um, yeah, I take supplements um, throughout the day. Uh, usually on days that I'm, you know, hitting it hard at the gym or, or doing a, like a 20 or 25 mile bike ride. I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, some supplements and stuff. But I'm, I'm, a real, I'm pretty healthy. Um, but the two times that I've had COVID this year are the two times that I've been sick. Um, and other than that, I haven't been sick in years. Yeah. Well, that, that's a pretty damn good answer. <laughs> you think there should be a connection between the flu shot and vaccinations over the years? Because, I mean, you could state that, you know, the, it stays dormant, like um, things that you've um, dealt with before it stays dormant in your system. Like, wouldn't it be possible in that sense? Like, I hear you on the sense of um, whooping cough. I had that when I was a child, and it was determined right after I had my childhood vaccination for chicken pox. Um, the doctor was actually very concerned because they had never seen that before after a vaccine. Um, now, with all respect, of course, of what you're dealing with and what you've gone through, does that ever, you know, cross your mind in a sense of could it have been the vaccinations and the needles and the flu shot? That it triggered this response in your body. You know, I've I've actually never thought of that. It never really. Oh, uh, since the two times that I've had COVID, I mean, call me careless or whatever. This is going to sound horrible, but I basically, as soon as I was healthy enough, just went back to normal life. You know, exercising and everything, just trying to social distance and. And haven't really cared other than the fact, uh, you know, the, the side effects that I suffer from. Um, but yeah, Bliss, I actually haven't thought of that. I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure how to reply to your, your questions because I've never put any thought into that. But honestly, it doesn't, this sounds careless, I know, but it doesn't really bring up any more concern to me um but i and another thing i'm i, I just don't I'm, I'm not really sure how to answer that question but yeah i think i think that's i think you did good right there um and bliss I, I would like to ask one favor could you turn your volume up a little bit you're a little quiet and i i it's a little hard to hear you and i got my volume up all the way um yeah you want to you want to go ahead and hit hit the next one We'll take the next question. So um, Spence was saying, just to give you a bit of science, if you've had a virus that is latent within you, normally that's a herpes virus, which is the sort of thing that can cause cold sores and chickenpox, or EBV, the Epstein-Barr virus, which is the one associated with glandular fever, uh, whooping cough to some extent, uh, mononucleosis. Uh, these stay in your system for life. They're called latent viruses. They have a latency that can be lifetime. It's like SARS and MERS. They have a latency that is several years, we already know. And we don't know what the latency of COVID is. So if you've got one of these already and you get COVID, 
COVID can re-trigger them, as uh, Spence rightly says, and that would probably have been the cause of his very, very uh, advanced and uh, very dramatic symptoms. What a wonderful and in-depth response. You, yeah, talking to Miss Moneypenny is, it, it, I love talking with her because she's so well informed in every aspect of whatever she's talking about. She has done the research and she's, it's, I enjoy talking to her. It, I mean, yeah. And that came through in her statement. Yeah, for sure. Get the next message here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And another thing, uh, you, you going into it now, man. Um, and since you kind of elaborated on it a little bit, I think I'll add a little something to it. Uh, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of a nurse named Aaron Olszewski. Well, Aaron Olszewski yeah. took a hidden camera into uh, Elmhurst Hospital, which was the epicenter of the epicenter uh, during the know beginning of the coronavirus outbreak um I just, oh man all right well anyway she took this camera in there right and you know she's asking the nurses and doctors questions and you know she's asking the nurses why are they letting people die why are they making them sign non-resuscitation waivers and the doctor uh you know he, he looks at her and he says you know this is this is this is about money we we need funding this we we get 30 uh thirty thousand dollars for every coronavirus death it was all on camera, right? And, and, you know, she got removed from the internet and death threats and all type of stuff happened to her. Aaron Olszewski, it's pretty crazy. That's yeah, my big horrible. money. I mean, you know, people will do anything for money, right? Like, uh, you know, people will kill a person for a pair of tennis shoes. So now you look at people with real money, you know, crazy, horrible things happen for money every day. Um, the H1N1 virus, more people died of the flu that year than of that virus, but the people, the manufacturers of that virus made $40 million in profit. So who's to say if it was legit, if it was a profit scheme, who's to say, but people are making money hand over fist. And that's, you know, once again, why I don't think our medical system should be a for profit system. Uh, it's. It makes it ripe for corruption. You want to hit that next one? Yeah. Do you also think that your stay in the hospital caused it to get worse? Or do you think that it would have gotten worse like that if you would have just stayed at home? Well, actually, I would jumping in between the hospital and my home quite a bit. Uh, the When I originally went to the hospital, I was actually the only individual uh, in that hospital at the time. Uh, like, when I say that, like, sick with any... Okay, I went into the emergency room. I was the only individual in the emergency room or in, a, in any of their, you know, the their beds they got standing there, but but I, you know, jumping in between the hospital and, and, and my house, I think when I went and finally got the test and there were all those hospital beds in the parking lot and they were like overflowing with individuals, I didn't want to be there. I felt so gross sitting there, you know, yeah. with all these sick people inside and outside of the hospital, almost felt like I was in like some, I was sitting there imagining, wondering if this is what 
it felt like to be, you know, at a, a hospital tent during World War II on the on the, uh, you know front lines or something, just coughing, right. puking, you know, crying. Doctors everywhere, in tents in a parking lot. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. That possibly, honestly, I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, and who's to say, you know, what if, what if, um, mm -hmm. you know, appreciate the question, though. If you think about it, bro, we really truly think about it. They should be held liable for this, for, for everyone, for everyone, bro. They should be held liable for, for, for all of the hardships and the struggles that they went through dealing with this. And as well as um, what's what's going to happen to people after they are vaccinated, they they should be held liable for all of that. They are forcing this upon people, and they have forced it upon people. So and, and until that happens, justice will never be served, bro. And we all need to keep pressuring these people, everyone, to make them understand. I mean that they need to be held liable, bro. If they are forcing this upon the public and making people, uh, you know, get vaccinated. They, they need to be held liable for what happens. And if they were responsible for creating this in a lab or, you know, splicing genetics together to create new viruses and things like that, they need to be held liable. Yeah, absolutely, I, Meatballs. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, more with you. They should be, they need to be, but they won't be, right? Yeah. Um, it's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, there's so many yep. people that have lost so much the past year. And just when I think about you know, what I've lost and what I've gained in the past year. Yeah, I've gained some things and I'm still alive, so I'm grateful for that. But I... Uh, well, you got kicked in the teeth. Yeah, I basically lost out on an entire semester of school um, because I ended up not doing very good in those classes that year because one, Imagine we moved that. online and two, the virus, it affected my memory. I mean, yeah. even right now, a year later, I still have memory issues. Um, like, I, I went and took a test to try to get back into school. Um, and I basically have no memory when it comes to uh, the math and accounting classes I was taking. I, uh, oh, the doctor told me, I mean, not the doctor, sorry. The, uh, the counselor I was talking to me told me that it's likely that I'll have to retake some of the classes just because right. my memory is dead in those right. areas. Um, um, you know, financially, you know, any... I was, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say financially, I was completely broke. And in between then and now I've lost four jobs just because I've had COVID the moment. Uh, and they were all for major, you know, uh, major business corporation people, you know, UPS, FedEx, mm -hmm. uh, Pizza Hut, Domino's, they, my managers find out through, you know, me just talking to someone, oh yeah, I had COVID at the beginning of the year. Um, You're gone. And like that, I was gone within a week or two, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, totally. So, yeah, it's, it's been one heck of a year. And, and I still have well. side, uh, besides the, uh, I mean, the memory loss isn't as bad right now, it being a year later, but I still, I can't hear out of my right ear still. Um, I have sudden fatigue that is just like out of nowhere. I will be 
so tired that I, I can literally lay down on the couch, sit down in a chair or in my bed and just sleep for the next five hours, you know, wow. exhausted. Just and then I also, yeah. And then I have random episodes where parts of my body will fall asleep. Like yesterday I was on a run and the entire left side of my body, like split down the middle, the whole left side of my body fell asleep. I thought I was, you know, I, I had people um, r- r- running up to random strangers in the street, like asking them, is like my face like drooping or something? Am I having a stroke? Because right, it was checking only for the affecting, signs of a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was only affecting the left side of my body from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, you know, my fingers. Um, if like, I, I, never mind. I won't say that, but, uh, everything was asleep. <laughs> when I say left, when I say left, everything on the left side was asleep. I mean, everything on the left side was asleep. And he it means like, everything people. Yes. Yes. Basketballs uh, and all. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was weird. And it lasted for over an hour. And, uh, and it, it, that had to be freaky. Sometimes, sometimes I'll have like a random thing, like my right shoulder blade. Like when I say that, I mean like just the area of my shoulder blade uh, uh, will fall asleep, mm-hmm. or like some random spot in my stomach, or just my cheek, or or just a finger. It's just like things will fall asleep, and then they'll go numb, and then they'll be completely useless for a little while. Um, thankfully yesterday, I mean, I didn't lose feeling and motion in my, my limbs. That would have been really weird on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. And that's really wild because, you know, normally that happens when you're sedentary and you're not moving around because it's a lack of circulation, Mm -hmm. but here you're jogging and it happens like you can't have better circulation than to be running. Right. A few weeks ago, uh, I was hiking, and both of my legs fell asleep, and one of my arms, and it was one of the episodes where they eventually lose movement. And so, I crashed, because I couldn't put my feet down to slow myself down, I mean, to, like, steady myself, and Mm -hmm. I was going uphill, so I couldn't keep propelling myself uphill, and... uh, my arm just suddenly went limp, and then I'm holding myself up with my right arm on the seat as my feet are literally just dangling there, and then I just teeter over. I fall over right there in the middle of the, you know, I was on a back road in the desert, so I'm all by myself. <laughs> but now, uh, did this happen kind of like slow motion, like you were totally aware of it, but you couldn't do anything about it? Yeah. Just wow, going, freakies. And then, out of nowhere one limb falls asleep and then the other one and then the other one and sometimes you know it just goes asleep and i'm able to keep going you know so i think oh great another one of these annoying you know episodes of my limbs falling asleep so you know i'm just going power through it just keep the circulation Mm -hmm. going and then my legs go numb and i'm like crap because now i can't do anything i mean and then you're starting to fall and you're going oh shit oh shit 
Yep. I can still feel. It's like if a limb goes asleep, right? And then it's like mm-hmm. numb. You could still feel, but I just couldn't move it. Yeah, you can't um, really do anything they, about it. You can't do become, anything with it or become, about it, right? Yeah, they become really stiff to the point you can't really move it. And then mm-hmm. you fall off the bike. <laughs> God, man. Or, or you collapse. Or you, So it's it, it depends on the time. Sometimes it's totally normal. Sometimes I can't move it. So... That's yeah. really wild. I mean, and so you never hear about this kind of stuff, right? Like, the only things I've heard about are like, oh, yeah, either somebody died or they recovered and they're just fine, right? Like, oh, yeah, like a friend of mine, whatever, he got it. And he, you know, just seems to think it's never, ever going to affect him ever again. You know, hope it doesn't, but whatever. Um, but so this story is, is so fascinating to hear the nuances and, and the personal stories, right? Um, so I'm sure I've I'm not run the only one. individual who has things like limbs that will fall asleep and then go numb and then, you know, lose movement. And I've talked to my wow. doctors about it. And they, they're not sure what causes it other than the fact that maybe something because of the high uh, fever temperature, you know, affected my brain in one way or another, or maybe it's Sure. Just a side effect of COVID that will eventually go away. Um, But I mean, I've had scans since then. I've done tests since then. And they don't, they can't see anything, you know? Wow. And doctors are the kind of guys that if they can't see it, they can't treat it, right? Um, Well, that's it. That's it. You know, people have a lot more faith in our healthcare and Western medicine in general than I think is merited. Um, because really our healthcare system is kind of like the police, right? Like after mm-hmm. something goes wrong, they're pretty good at fixing it, but yeah. they're not really that good at stopping shit from going wrong. Right. Like our, mm-hmm. like the Chinese healthcare system operates on a fundamentally opposite way that, in a fundamentally opposite way than we do. Like it, as a, as a Chinese person, when you go to the doctor, you're you're paying the doctor to avoid getting sick is the way look at they look at it. So if they get sick, they don't pay the doctor. Mm-hmm. We do it the opposite. We pay the doctor when we get sick after it's already too late. You know, um, and and look at the look at the obesity rates. Look at the lifespan. You know, we could learn a lot. <laughs> we could we could learn a lot from these people from the Japanese mm-hmm. and Chinese cultures and, and from, you know, th- their lifestyle in general, not to mention diet, you know, you mentioned processed food and, um, you know, y- you are what you eat and we are a nat- we are a nation of obese people on these hover rounds lately, you know, and you just look at any drive through, you know, any Starbucks, any fast food place, there's all these people who don't want to walk 50 feet. So they just sit in their car and take in calories without burning a single calorie to get that calorie, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like Let the first just... time in it's like the first time in humanity when that's existed. You know, it's never been so easy yeah. to take in calories. For a time, I uh, I lived in Brazil. I was doing a service mission, you know, just serving and helping individuals and and uh, you know helping. Cool the people in like the Amazons and stuff. And you'd, yeah. you'd, it was absolutely hilarious 
and I'm not trying to diss anyone out there or anyone, but sure, sure, uh, no, me so, either, me so, either. So many times I, I'd meet you know the the Portuguese uh, or the Brazilian people, uh, and they would be shocked that I was American. I'd be like, "Why are you so surprised that I'm American?" And the and the, the most common response was, "Well, you're fit. You're you don't Americans weigh 300 pounds, like, yeah, yeah. You're you're you you survive off of McDonald's and you watch you know live on your couch." Oh it's my God! Like, that movie Supersize Me said it all, right? Like, why do we need a super size? The regular size meal is already too many calories. Now you're gonna supersize it and give me like a half gallon of diabetes-causing soda? Oh my God! I don't right? Think so I drink, I drink water. I go through almost two gallons of water a day. Wow! Um, you're you're a you're a role model, dude. As far as that goes, I think I had. Uh, I had maybe 20 ounces of water yesterday. <laughs> so I could improve on that. Well, let's crack some, let's crack some more of these bubbles, Dan. Man, I'm really enjoying this talk. Um, this has been fantastic. You want to hit that next bubble, and then I'll we'll alternate back and forth. I completely messed up what you went through with insurance, and then on top of it, didn't they charge you for experimental medication? Right. What the fuck? Salt in the wound. Go through enough financially, yeah. mentally, physically. Like what the hell, man? Yeah, it's <sighs> wasted. This world sickens me. You know, like we think yeah. that. Anyway, like I live in Canada, and hey. everybody. You know, we all paint this picture of Canada and the United States and certain countries being so great, but yet mm-hmm. they never talk about the dirty stuff. And what you experienced, dang, so, I feel so bad for you right now. That is terrible. Yeah, and um, Bliss, thank you so much. And, you know, you know, maybe Bliss, I would love to do a talk with you about healthcare because, you know, we're brainwashed here to think <laughs> yeah, no the Canadians, kidding. the Canadians like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh yeah, up in Canada there, eh? They got that their free healthcare there, eh? But you know, you gotta wait in line for six months, eh? You're gonna die of a heart attack in the waiting room, eh? Because you know there's so many people waiting there, eh? That's what we're told. Like you guys are a bunch of just like, oh, they're so friendly, but they're they're a little slow up there, right? That's how we're brainwashed down here. But I'm but I see the brainwashing. So I know what's up. It's just corporate profit, and you guys are way ahead of the jump on us. But we can't have a real conversation about that, or else we have to adopt a system that's very much similar to yours and the rest of the world. So it's easier for us to just point up there and go, (laughs) oh, yeah, oh, sure. It's easy for them to do it because look at their small little population. That's what people say too, right? Like, oh, Denmark, oh, Canada, Ireland. UK, Spain, France, Italy, blah, 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 right? Oh, it's easy for them to do universal health care because they have such a, a smaller country. Well, that argument shoots itself in the foot because the more taxpayers that you have paying in to a universal health care system, then the more funded it is. So it would be easier for our country to do it than any of those countries. Than any country and with a smaller population. And the other thing you hear is that the United States, we're like the, you know, 
supposedly we're like the icon that everyone looks to and tries to be like. And so we can't be like everyone else because we have to be the example. Yeah, the example on the worst system in the world. You know, we talk about, um, you know, oh, we have the best healthcare system. For the rich, we do. Yeah, it, like if you're Jeff Bezos, you can get the best care here for sure. Um, well, I don't know, probably between here, you know, Switzerland and, uh, you know, Germany or I don't know, a couple few places in the world. But, but if you're not that person, then, then our system is, you know, it falls radically short of most countries. Um, and that's why you never hear a real discussion about the issue and, okay, well, let's look at how does Sweden operate their system? How does Finland, Norway, Denmark, Germany, name a country, how do they do it? And how's it working? <clears throat> you never hear that conversation. That's true. Because then, you have to face the facts of, oh, everybody else is doing it different and it's not working here. So, so we should be open to improve, right? Because the whole myth that we're sold is American ingenuity, American know, American know-how, the can-do attitude and American ingenuity, right? So we should have the most progressive system in the world, the most groundbreaking system in the world, utilizing what everybody else has already done and achieved, and then building upon that to put a cherry on top, right? But we don't do that because, right back, full circle, for-profit healthcare. For pro it's a for-profit system. So, yeah. All right, I'm gonna hit another bubble before I keep going on this rant. It gets me so frustrated. It gets me so frustrated, you know. I mean, I've had my experiences with lower back issues and you know pre-existing condition. Oh, it's a pre-existing yeah. condition. Well, it's a condition. Do you want me to be able to work and be a contributing member of society? Like, just fix my back, Jesus. Yeah, man. Imagine how much money they made during all of this. I mean, I think it had, they became richer now during during the start of this pandemic than any other time in history. The the wealth gap has increased. Isn't that crazy, man? Does that, that does that not make anyone think here that we're dealing with something else besides some, you know, uh, you know, supremely deadly killer virus that's just dropping people left and right? Because I don't see it when I go outside. I don't see it when I walk around, you know. And that's not to downplay use, man. So, you know, I'm not. Don't take that what I'm saying as, you know, me trying to downplay what happened to you, bro. I know people are getting sick, bro. Oh, yeah. There is things that are, people are getting sick, bro. Now, the cause of that, that's a whole nother topic, right? Like, we can go have a whole show about that, but it's, yeah. bro. I'm, really I'm watching the TV now, bro. Biden marks a half a million COVID-19 deaths. Now, is that comorbidities or is this just all organic? Yeah, hey, I mean, and those are such great questions. I'm sorry, you go first. Yeah, what you were saying, Meatballs, that it's just something that frustrates me, not exactly angers, but just uh, it bugs the heck out of me. I, at the time, was, I'm 23 now, but I'm 22 year old, you know, going to college, uh, just, you know, trying to, trying to live, trying to, trying to exist. And they, how many 20, 
one or 22 year olds do you know that has you know that have 25k in their bank account you know that's basically what they ended up charging me who in this world has that those kind of funds at that age you know in reserve for something like this yeah i at, at one point i had uh what I supposed to be reserved for, you know, emergency funds for a year. I, I, I considered myself to be a pretty, you know, well-prepared individual in case something happened. I had, you know, secure uh, security funds for a year. I had a savings account. And then I, you know, my checkings account, I had a budget that I followed very closely. Uh, well, and, cl- and clearly, I've, if I've you're going to medical school. in my life, you know. Right. You know, clearly, if you're I going to medical school. You're a man mm-hmm. that makes plans, makes lists, and, and takes care of his business, right? Clearly, yeah. You don't get you don't exactly. get to that point in life by not being very methodical, right? Yeah, I, I don't I don't judge anyone that you know uh, takes out loans for student, you know, to 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 go to med school or whatever. It was me personally a, a goal that I had had since high school that I wanted to be able to pay my way through the university like my father did um Mm -hmm. and get through school 100 percent debt free that was me so i had been saving monkey on your back yeah exactly you'd be able to you know go live life and 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 accomplish my dreams and work you know up to my goals and, and 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 then this happened and the thing that's so frustrating is they charged insane prices 21k for five months of sickness and and uh you know prescription drugs and experimental medication and hospital time uh, you know just being overnight i i remember calling my dad and being on the phone with him and being like dad i had been in the hospital for a week and and i said this is stressing me out so much because right. I How know much is it gonna cost? That, that, you know, I already, I've been in the hospital for a week and I, I know for a fact right now I'm going to have to dig into my savings and I don't want to do that. Uh, but, and you know, then this happens. And I mean, since then I've dropped, I've dropped out of med school. I, uh, you know, started, uh, I'm a business student now. I mean, I haven't started school yet. I'm going to go into business. And I started my own business and I'm basically, you know, applying everything that I learned back then into right now. Uh, you know, everything's my whole mindset. I went I went from thinking, you know, I want to be a doctor to thinking, do I really want to put someone through this in the future, even though I want to help them want to you know, help them, uh, you know, get better? I, I, I was going to be a neurosurgeon was my plan. And mm. uh and I basically my COVID experience, uh, basically I guess changed my mind about wanting to be a doctor because I didn't want to put someone through that. You know, um, yeah. I have a friend that recently uh, her brother went through brain surgery, and the family was after uh, he had brain cancer, and after several surgeries. And being in the hospital for a year, um, they had over $300,000 in medical expenses. Um, wow. And, and, and which is completely outrageous. So, 
that's one of the reasons I just because I'm a genuine guy. I love helping people. And the last thing I want to do is uh, because I thought that being a neurosurgeon would be able, I'd be helping people, you know, but mm-hmm. after going through that experience and having literally my life savings at that time in my life stripped away from me uh, just to, you know, basically keep me alive. Um, yeah. Completely right. changed and- my mindset. I I could totally understand that. Why would you want to play in and be a part of that system, even if you're not the part that, even if you don't have the mindset of that extraction, still you're part of that machine, and and you're playing their game. So I, I, I understand that, and you know I kind of commend you for that. And I wonder that triggered a thought process. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people out there who had wanted to go into public health. And now, because of COVID, are like, oh, hell no, I don't want to work in a hospital. I don't want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's a substantial number. But one thing I wanted to bring up as well, circling back to your education, is, you know, people that haven't, haven't gone to college may not understand this. But, man, when you're in school... You get momentum going, right? Like I went back to school yeah. when I was like four, when I was like forty-two, right? I'd always thought, oh, I can't do it. I'm, I have dyslexia and ADD, and school was always really tough for me, right? It, you know, I'm fifty-three, so it, they didn't know about different learning styles and this and that. I was just, you know, has trouble paying attention, doesn't perform to ability, you know, da 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 da. But, but it wasn't until I was in my mid twenties, till uh, late twenties, till I read this book, "Driven to Distraction," about ADD, and took this self examination, and I was like twenty three out of twenty five. I'm like, oh shit, they're talking about me, and mm-hmm. and there's people that aren't stupid that have it, like Einstein. Like, you know, a bunch of brilliant people. And just because I wasn't able to focus in a classroom environment didn't mean that I was stupid because things that I care about, I can hyper focus on. But coming back to you, but circling back to your education, math has always been difficult for me. And Mm -hmm. so with, with a class like that, if you have a break in your momentum, it's so hard to go back after a semester Mm -hmm. off you're starting from scratch again, you know? And another thing, well, well, and, and another, another thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. That caught, that caught me off guard for a second. Uh, but also, so uh, pr- prior to my having COVID, I, I, I didn't really suffer from anxiety or depression. I, I didn't have, I'd been tested for, you know, ADD, ADHD, all that stuff, you know, uh, didn't have it. But six months ago, I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD. And, and yeah, so that's that kind of explains the effect that COVID had on my brain. Um, right. Absolutely. And, <laughs> which which I don't really put that out there, but it's some it's something I now at 23 years of age, I got diagnosed with ADHD, which uh isn't very common. Um, so that's another thing I have to learn how to figure out and cope with and everything now. But my doctor said that it's very, very likely uh, that it came about because of, you know, the high fever and, you know, uh, just 
the effects it had on my brain and everything. And sure, I it would make I am, perfect I, sense. Really, I am, I'm most definitely a hundred percent mentally different than I am right now than I was a year ago before I had COVID. Is wow. I, I don't know how to explain it, uh, but yeah. But you feel it, it. yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, stress, like anxiety and stuff, that kind of stuff is uh, is more present in my life now. And it's, it's just weird. I mean, me now, being what, now, studying now, the brain beforehand. A little but, bit? Can you break that down? Like what, what, what do you see as, um, as driving that, that stress or anxiety? Um, lots of it is just frustration with not being able to remember or having to relearn things um and when okay. i say relearn things it's nothing it's nothing massive you know it's just mm-hmm. you know relearning the math new. sucks yes exactly or um i feel like i had i have like a a, a sh- shorter patience with myself now in uh and mm-hmm. i feel like i had you know a few common sense circuits fried uh, a few months ago, and now I'm just trying to learn how to reconnect those. Um, I haven't done any like professional. Well, I, I I did a little bit, but not very much professional, you know, therapy like brain wise mm-hmm. uh, afterwards. But I mean, I have talked to some individuals and they've helped. But yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, the effects, the after effects have been with, you know. I think you're doing a great job. Out. I'm trying my best. I'm, but No, no, you're, you're being very cl- uh, clear, well-spoken. You, you know, you're, you're stringing stuff together perfectly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very, very um, cohesive, coherent, and organized. So... So I, I, I can't see your struggle from the outside at all. Um, just just to give you my reflection of, of what I'm experiencing of you. Why, thank you, Mark. Um, yeah, well, no, I mean, you know, just not trying to compliment or anything. That's just my experiences. I don't, I don't see that at all. Um, so it's interesting to hear your inner experience of that. And that's a whole nother level of it, right? Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it tools with you mentally. It really does. Mental health is a motherfucker in this time for a lot of people. And especially, you know, oh, my God, if you've gone through something serious. Oh. Yeah. Um, You know, man, I would. So. So you're a young man. Um, You know, I hadn't at that point in life, I hadn't really experienced much in the way of counseling. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, in my 30s, I kind of delved, delved into it and had some wonderful results from that. So I, I can't say enough about that for people. Um, yeah, I did I end up going and getting professional counseling. Um, but beca- throughout the years, just because basically because I wanted to and just the curious, my genuine curiosity on how the brain works. Uh, I mean, sure. over the years, I've, I've, t- I've kind of. Um, I've kept a journal based off of, you know, the way I'm thinking. I, I'm a weird guy, you know. I'm I'm not like most kids my age, you know. I I 
basically used myself as a lab rat and took uh, notes of, of, you know, the way I thought or the way things felt or uh, like I said, I, I went and got tested for ADHD and uh, ADD um, almost every year through um, since I was about 14 just because I wanted to. And I've always, you know, uh, taking the test results and what they told me and everything. And, uh, basically, um, trying to describe the way that I thought and the way my brain worked and just noting the differences between every time I took the test. Um, you know, that's what I, I was, I was the weird kid. I was the nerd in high school. That's the kind of stuff I like to do. So it surprised me when after COVID, when I went and got that test again, just, you know, because I've been doing it for years, um, that I tested positive for it. Um, Yeah. That's wild. Cause you have the background on it. So yeah, that's much mm -hmm. more informative than, than say, if you would have just taken that one test, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why it was a bit shocking to me and why I feel like when I went and discussed it with my doctors and I pointed out, you know, I even brought the journal and pointed out things that I'd been keeping uh, track of over the years and and different pointers and this and that. And then, uh, you know, COVID happens and then I had been taking, you know, I noticed after having COVID that I started feeling certain ways my thinking process changed a little, uh, you know, more self-doubt, um, uh, just more driven to, you know, I got more anxious in certain situations. I'd get depressed mm-hmm. in other situations more so in the past. I mean, I've suffered with anxiety and depression in the past, but after COVID, uh, it was more, you know, more volatile, if that makes sense. Um, more heightened, yeah. Yeah, Uh, totally makes sense. Um, Man, you know, I don't know. Do you enjoy writing? Uh, If it's something I'm interested in, yeah. I think this would make (laughs) a great book. Especially especially if you kept a journal and you've got actual like you could you could write from your state of mind at that moment. That's huge. I I have a very detailed journal of my experience especially the first five weeks even though i was in even even though i was in and out of consciousness a lot um i made sure to uh uh record you know just go onto google documents and hit the microphone button and just talk about how i was feeling and then afterwards i compiled the notes and stuck them all in my journal i think i have uh i mean i could check right now but i i have close to 60 pages of notes wow. that I took Dude, just, during those five just weeks. To, just to throw out an idea to see if it triggers a thought process or whatever, man, here's here's just one of many angles you could take with it. Okay. You could be like, like there's a movie called Johnny Get Your Gun where this guy wakes up in a hospital bed and he slowly uh-huh. comes to the realization of what's happening, right? And a lot of it is like, you know, the nurses talking among themselves and stuff and I've so got you could totally, like yeah, you could totally do this dialogue where it's like the nurse that's checking in on you and stuff, da da da, da and then you flash to your perspective and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, outside your body commenting or whatever, you know, 
it's a million a, angles a you lot, can take with it, but I think that would be I fascinating. Is, yeah, a lot of the stuff I have is uh, stuff I heard the doctors saying while, you know, as I was able to hear or move, I mean, or see or move, I was able to hear for, you know, part of the time. And I later documented what I had heard them saying, what I heard them speculating. Um, yeah. Just That's so different. Cool. I, I've got start to finish. I have notes and then I compiled a uh, a story in my own words as well. That is um, a good 20 pages. But uh, yeah, I'm that kind of guy. I just, you know, I write in my journal every day, not really for any reason other than to just document my experiences and maybe someday in the future I can look back at my experiences and then you know use it to better apply myself or you know further a business endeavor or such but yeah yeah see my see mindset growth oh wow that's how I was thinking mm -hmm. at that age and exactly. wow look how that perspective yeah. changed that's powerful mojo man yeah and you are you are wise beyond your years when it when it comes to thinking <laughs> like that, man. Are you kidding me? When I was 22, I was bar hopping and chasing girls. I actually, have, you know, never never touched a drop of alcohol just because I felt like, I mean, I could do any, I could do other things that were more beneficial at that time, you know. Yeah. Or like anything else. And, and it's <laughs> not for any reason than because. I wanted to be doing something else. I'd much rather be, you know, reading a book or going on a hike or, or studying something versus going with my friends and drinking and not remembering anything the next morning. But that's just me personally. Right. Um, and, and to each their own and people go through time periods in their life. And it doesn't mean that's who you're always going to be. Like I would And say, I don't judge that's... anyone that, you know, does otherwise. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a very open-minded, genuine guy. So. I went through that period of my life where, you know, I was wanted to be out socializing with everybody my age, you know, but now I, I would much rather be at home grind, grinding out some notes, doing some research on a podcast that I'm going to do uh, that I'm interested in, you know, um, yeah, mm -hmm. it just feel like, and it's funny how this, the perspective changes when you get a little older, but it's, you start realizing that your time on this uh -huh. planet's limited, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a conch in the back of my mind that's always there like oh i only got so many hours left in my life do i want to watch a, I... do i want to watch a football game because that's a three-hour uh -huh. commitment no i can watch uh -huh. the highlight reel and just check out the highlights <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's something i thought a lot about when i had when i had covid or at least my in and out periods you know I thought mm -hmm. a lot about, you know, how do I really use my time? What can I do to better apply myself, to better, you know, further my life, to leave a good impression on, uh, you know, people or the world while I'm here? That's another yeah. reason I thought I could switch over to business and I could be, you know, be more effective as a individual, as a citizen of the world that way versus, uh, you know, just another money sucking doctor doctor i mean of course well, i'm not dissing any doctors out there but you know no 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 and i see where you're coming from, from that, my... and, I, and i totally agree so instead of you know and this came about by people who just tuned in oh thank you by the way so we got 
Moff, Ms. Money Penny, AJ89, what's going on, girl? Lady Bomber, what's up? Grace Crush, KJ86, and a bunch of other people. Love you, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wish it. Um, and exactly. And, and so you, you're not saying that that you're not dissing that the healthcare system or anything or whatever anybody no. else is doing. You're just you know, or any, yeah, or anyone who likes that kind of thing right. it's just me mentally in the time that i you know had covid i saw what i was going through what i was experiencing and i thought that me as an individual i could influence the rest of the world in a different way um you know than i had been planning on and also not put others through the same experience that i was going through you know help them in a different way versus that right and a, a powerful way because as opposed to being a part of this system even though you wanted, you were, you had altruistic uh, motivations for going into it. It's mm -hmm. still a system that is sucking people dry. So by going into business, you can help people become more financially literate by 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 helping people financially so that they don't fall into that situation with their health care, right? Mm -hmm. So I see that as a as a as a total win like almost a step and up for instance the business that my brother and i decided to start we looked at all the other uh businesses or individuals that were doing our sort of thing within our our general area within you know about 100 miles of of us and we you know took into account how they were doing things how they were pricing things and we uh uh we're very professional at what we do uh very honest hardworking. And we charge a fraction compared to what everyone else charges. Hmm. Lots of people charge, you know, anywhere from uh, four hundred to a thousand dollars for the services that we provide for uh, between uh, eighty-five and two hundred fifty dollars. So we're, so you know, we're making it very accessible for, I guess you could say, the little guy and the big yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. And we, we've got customers yeah. that you know are living paycheck to paycheck and i just today this morning i we detail cars and this morning i detailed a c8 corvette that was you know 150 grand so wow. i mean that's so cool and what a great business model right coming in at a price point that takes out the competition while still offering superior service that's what capitalism is supposed to be all about um, and just recently, real quick, before we get to these bubbles here, I just wanted to, to, um, to comment on, on, uh, what, what previous listeners said about how this, there's implications, right? That there, that this was a larger thing than we're being told. And what to, yeah. what triggers that thought to me is the way small businesses were forced to close down right away. But then the corporations got a stimulus check, not the small businesses that were forced to shut, but the corporations like one example that comes to mind is Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, right? Super high end, $50 and up per person steakhouse. They got $200 million while local, you know, hairstylists, restaurants and bars were forced to shut down and they got jack squat. Um, let me tell you something. I qualify for the stimulus checks, okay? Yeah. Because you know I'm my own. I, I depend on myself, 
you know, paid my taxes and everything. I still have not received the first stimulus check. Oh man. Yeah. I, and I I'm, I'm, so, I'm someone who could actually use it, you know? Yeah. Same. I got mine. Thank God. You know, that's, you know, to, to, to be honest, you know, um, I'm using my stimulus money to, to upgrade my podcast game, you know? So yeah. thank you. Thank you, government. <laughs> they were like, tried to wring my neck last year, you know, sucking up all my funds and then they don't even offer me a penny. Yeah, that is crazy, man. I would pursue that because you should be able to get it retroactively. I mean, granted, you know, we're getting a slap in the face compared to other countries. Once again, a, a yeah. lot of other countries are getting either 80% of their salary or $2,000 a month every single month. And we've been given around a total of 2000 for, you know, a year and a half. <laughs> anyway, let's um, get to those bubbles. Yeah, exactly. I digress. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So um, maybe I can add a different context to the conversation, Spence. And I hope you don't take it the wrong way. Um, you know, you said you are open-minded. Um, what about, are you familiar with germ theory? Are you familiar with the uh, assertion that viruses are not living uh they aren't contagious, they don't have a nucleus, and they don't reproduce, and they need antibodies to direct the virus, which is a solvent, a solution of sorts, to the infected cell tissue, and they cannot live outside of the body. Are you familiar with that? Personally, I'm not. I wrote that down, though. Germ theory. I'll take a, take a look into that. That's getting now. Uh... Remember Sounds like a whole other podcast there. Yeah, <laughs> in one of my pre-med classes, but um, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things that I probably just memorized and then, you know, went and took the test. Mm -hmm. No, personally, I, I I don't. I'm not very. I don't have much of an idea on that. I'd love to hear about it though. If you guys do a podcast yeah. on that, I'll totally listen in. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm curious. Um, you know, I would. Uh, I would definitely. Uh, I wrote that down, so I'll do a little research there. See what I can find. Sorry, just a quick correction there, because you said people made money from making the swine flu virus, the H1N1. They didn't actually make the virus. The virus did come naturally uh, in Africa, I believe, and obviously to do with warthogs, and pigs, and. Animals. I, um, so I think you meant I just vaccine. Meant they I, meant the vaccine. Off the vaccine. I don't know. I'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure, but uh, I don't believe there's any proof H1N1 was uh, made in a lab, unless you can tell me, in which case I'd be fascinated. Um, no, Ms. Moneypenny, I don't remember saying that. And if that is what I said verbatim, that I misspoke. Um, that is not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is that the manufacturers profited greatly from the vaccine, apparently of around $40 million, and more people died from the common cold that year. Um, that's the extent of my research into it. Um, um, but no, I don't, I don't believe that, that swine flu was created. I, I believe it was natural. Hey, Spence. So um, I'm a bit worried about you going running. I'm very surprised your doctors didn't know. But what happens when you run and you've got COVID or long COVID? The lactic acid that is produced is not being regulated. Think of your body as having lost all its regulation. It can't regulate salt, sugar, heat, cold, anything. 
When you run, when you do exercise, you get OD'd on acid. It is very dangerous. You should not be running. You should be resting. And that is why you feel the paralysis, because your body ODs on lactic acid. That goes through the blood-brain barrier, and it also affects the medullar part of your brain. It will increase your brain fog, your loss of memory, and it will certainly long-term be hurting your brain. So really, really, please take a rest. It's so hard for me to do, and I actually do not believe my doctor is fully aware with how active I actually am right now. He did say to take it slow, which I am. I'm not doing, you know, 30-mile bike rides three days a week anymore. I'm doing, you know, 12, 15-mile bike rides three days a week. I'm going to the gym for only an hour instead of two hours. I I would not classify that as taking it slow, bro. (laughs) Just saying. I think you might be a little bit of an overachiever when it comes to working out. I would still cut what you're doing in half or by 25 or, you know, or, you know, at least by half. It's just something I enjoy, you know, it's something that helps me, you know, just think. Uh, I don't, I I don't normally listen to music when I, you know, I normally go on a bike ride and I just, you know, think, watch the sunrise or the sunset, depending on when I'm biking, you know, and I just think, and that's a lot of times when, ideas come to my mind or i come up with a new business plan or uh think through a different you know a solution to uh something i'm trying to tax tackle through my business this is just recently back when i was going to school that's how i was like trying to you know think through i i would listen to uh you know uh re-listen to uh recorded classes that you know segments that i recorded where i'd you know recite things to myself it's just to me it's it's therapeutic oh Um, yeah no i get it i get it because i like biking so it's the same thing for me but i'm wondering miss money penny could he get the same would he avoid the negative side of working out if it wasn't cardiovascular if if you were just doing gym like workout like lifting weights because you know that can still get you there you get that door Mm -hmm. you muted yourself so yeah now somebody just called sorry about that so um so i'm wondering it you know would lifting weights do the same thing as far as the lactic i think she was saying a lactic acid buildup i forget what the um but anyway curious hi spencer hi dave um super glad that you survived covid spencer like that'd be right a little sad uh moment if you didn't um but uh, my question was going to be how how has it been like reincorporating back into society with like people knowing that you've had COVID? Like I talk, I hear people talk about like survivor syndrome happening with it, and like how people get outcasted uh, once other people find out they've had COVID nineteen, even though like it affects a lot of people, and I I think it's silly. But like, what's been your personal experience with that? My personal experience is I have lost four jobs now in the past year uh because of five if you want to mention my first original job that i had when i had covid um so because those four jobs i lost after uh you know just uh 
conversation, like the conversation you have with your fellow, you know, coworkers. They're talking about, oh, how has COVID affected you? And I, I'd be like, oh, I actually had COVID. You know, I didn't always tell them, oh, it put me in the hospital. But yeah, I had COVID. And usually within a week, two weeks after mentioning to someone that I had suffered from COVID, I was, you know, getting the talk. Oh, we can't, you know, we're laying people off this and that. And each time I said, is it because I mentioned I had COVID? And they always, you know, fessed up and said, oh, yeah, we can't, you know, have you working here because if our customers find out that you've had COVID, you know, we could lose business or uh, basically we could lose business. And um, uh, when I worked for UPS uh, for a little while, um, the my my supervisor told me that uh, that me having had COVID. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth. <laughs>